Welcome to episode 15 of Saying Goodbye by Wallace Gibbs. I have some exciting news for you. I have my first sponsor, Aldridge Dry Cleaners in Gilmer, Texas. Keeping Gilmer clean since 1905. June 28, 2020. Today is Gail's 22nd day with Mama. I woke up around 7 o'clock. I took a shower, got dressed, and then walked over to the apartment. Charlotte and Scotty had gone into town to check on Aldridge Dry Cleaners and wouldn't be back until around noon. I entered Mama's apartment and saw Gail reading her Bible at the kitchen table. How did Mama do last night? I asked. She slept really well, Gail said. It got really hot in here when we lost our electricity. Ours came back on really quickly, I said. Charlotte and Scotty's house has a Generac generator attached, Gail said. When the electricity goes off, the Generac kicks in and runs the house. We didn't get electricity back until around 3 o'clock this morning. I'm sorry to hear that. I said, why didn't you come to Charlotte's? Think about it, Wallace. How would I get Mama over there? She hardly walks now. It would have been a nightmare to try and get her to walk through a rainstorm, Gail chided. I didn't think of that, I said. It's okay. I'm just tired, Gail said. I'm going to make me some eggs. Would you like some? Only if you're making some for yourself, I said. Gail went to the kitchen and began making toast and eggs for us while I went and sat next to Mama at her bedside. Hey, I said, how are you doing? Can I have a drink of water? Mama asked. Yes, ma'am. Give me a second and I'll go grab you a glass full. I hurried into the kitchen, grabbed a glass, put a couple of ice cubes in it from the freezer and filled the glass with water. Lastly, I placed a straw in the glass and went back to the bedroom. Mama, I said, I'm back with your water. Can you sit up just a little? Mama leaned up just a little and sipped from the straw. She drank about half the glass when she laid back down, exhausted. Thank you, Mama said as she stared up at the ceiling. I think that I'm going to go sleep some more. I pulled Mama's sheets around her and then returned to the kitchen where Gail had finished making our breakfast. Is everything okay? Gail asked. Yes, she just wanted to drink water. She's gone back to sleep. Gail and I sat and visited while we ate our over-easy eggs, toast, and sliced tomatoes. I think Virgil and Noah are leaving today, I said. He said that he was going to stop by here before he left. When are you going home? Gail asked. Probably tomorrow, I said. I have a mandatory meeting with my manager on the 30th. I will find out then if I still have a job. He has told me several times that there's nothing to worry about. I just want it officialized, and that is what will happen on the 30th. I sure hope everything turns out all right, Gail said. Here, let me take your plate. I handed Gail my now empty plate and headed outside. I think that I'm going to go for a walk, I said as I exited the apartment. 
I will be back in a little bit. I walked out of the metal building and headed down Mama's driveway. When I reached the private road, I turned and headed towards Holly Road, where I turned left and began walking. I walked, admiring the beauty of the open fields on my left and the forest on my right. When I had gone about a mile, I turned around and headed back. When I reached the private road, I noticed Virgil's truck coming from the opposite direction. I stood to the side of the road as he pulled alongside of me. Good morning, I said. Morning, Virgil replied. Good morning, Noah said. What are y'all up to? I'm going to say goodbye to Mama and Gail, and we're going to head back to Cold Spring. I have some jobs that I need to do, Virgil said. I'll ride up with you, I said as I grabbed onto the side mirror and climbed up on the running board of Virgil's F-250 truck. Hang on, Virgil said. I hung on tightly as Virgil made the trek up the private road, then turning into Mama's driveway. I jumped off the running board while he and Noah got out of the truck. They both entered the apartment, and I sat down in one of the chairs in the bay doors. They were in the apartment for less than ten minutes. If it's okay with you, Virgil began, I'm going to take Rocky with me. That is not a problem, I said. Actually, it's a relief. That means that there are only two dogs left that still need a home. I might have to take Yoda since I don't think anyone else will take her, but I'm going to wait and see. Virgil reached down and scooped up Rocky. I walked over and gave Virgil a hug. Take care, I said. I love you. I love you too, Virgil replied. Noah, take care of yourself, I said as I hugged him. Hopefully I will get to see you again soon. See you later, Uncle Wallace. Noah replied as he returned the hug and then turned to get into the truck. Virgil handed Rocky to Noah through the open window and then walked around the truck, got into the driver's seat, and was soon out of sight. The rest of the day was spent walking around, checking on Mama periodically, and visiting. I spent the night again at Charlotte's house. June 29, 2020 Today is Gail's 23rd day with Mama. When I awoke, I took a shower and joined Scotty for breakfast of pancakes. What are you going to do today? Scotty asked. Just hang around, I said. How about you? I have to go into town and do some work at the dry cleaners and that's about it, Scotty said. Do you have any projects for me today? I asked. Not really. Maybe you can help Gail mow your mother's lawn. Not a problem, I said. What do you want me to do with my plate? Just leave it there and I'll take care of it. I'm going to head over to Mama's then and see what I can do. I left Charlotte and Scotty's and headed to the apartment. As I entered and rounded the corner, I could see Gail sitting on the bed next to Mama, holding her hand. Good morning, Gail said as she turned in my direction. Mama, Wallace is here. Would you like to say good morning? Mama looked my way and smiled just a little. Where's Laura? Mama asked. She didn't come with me, I said. 
Tell her that I love her, Mama said. I sure will, I said. How are you feeling, I asked. About as well as can be expected, Mama answered as she curled up and turned to face the wall. I left the small bedroom and sat down at the kitchen table where I spotted a very old Webster's Dictionary. I don't know what led me to do this. Maybe the current situation, maybe my recent diagnosis with prostate cancer, but I turned and looked up the word impotent. Impotent. Number one, not having power, helpless. Number two, lacking in sexual power. Number three, obsolete, without control or restraint. Number four, weak, feeble, infirm. Wow, this described me on so many levels. I felt powerless to help in the current situation with Mama. All that I felt that I could do was pray and assist when needed. I felt I had no sexual power. The stress from the cancer diagnosis and the stress from the situation with Mama didn't lend itself to a healthy sex life. I felt obsolete. No control over the situation, although I had maintained my restraint. I felt weak, feeble, and infirm when I combined all of the above in my life. Gail and I mowed and trimmed Mama's yard, and later I ate supper with Charlotte and Scotty. Ribs, collard greens, and potato salad were on the menu, and all were delicious. At around 8 o'clock, I walked over to the apartment and gave Mama a hug and a kiss. Then I gave Gail a hug and a kiss. I love you so much, and I am so grateful for what you're doing here. I wish that I could do more, I said. It's okay, Gail said. I am so glad that you came up when you can. I gave Gail a gigantic hug and then turned to head back to Charlotte and Scotty's house. When I entered Charlotte's house, I said my goodbyes and turned to leave. Would you do me a favor? Charlotte asked. Anything, I stated. It would be a relief to me if you would take this FedEx package and this UPS package and drop them off in Dallas for me. If I did it, I would have to go into Longview and that would take me an hour and a half. Not a problem, I said. There's a FedEx drop-off and a UPS drop-off very close to my house. It is the least that I could do. Here they are, Charlotte said. We were going to make a cutout in Mama's tub so that she could enter the tub more easily, but once she became bedridden, we just give her sponge baths now, so there's no need. I would be happy to help, I said. Charlotte handed me the packages, and I set them on the couch with my backpack. I love you, I said. I love you too, Charlotte replied. Call me when you get home. I will, I said. Scotty, as always, it's good to see you. Scotty got up, shook my hand. Be careful going home, he said. I left Pritchett around 8 o'clock, stopping in Canton at the Dairy Queen to get me a medium cookies and cream blizzard. I finally arrived home around 10.30 and was heartily greeted by Hunter, Ruby, Maxwell, and Aurora. How is your mom? Laura asked. She keeps asking for you, 
I said. Perhaps you can drop by and see her before she passes. I'm going to take Hunter to the vet next week in Gilmer, so I will drop back then, Laura said. This concludes episode 15 of Saying Goodbye by Wallace Gibbs. <laughs>